Today's episode of Shootcast is brought to you by Modus Operandi Brewing. Based in Monavale and Sydney's Northern Beaches, one of Australia's best craft brewers. Be sure to check the guys out online or why not visit the brewery. Thank you to Modus for your support of the show. We are back. 2021 Shoot Shield kicks off this Saturday. Really looking forward to the upcoming season after an awesome 2020, albeit brief, thanks to our friend COVID-19. Uh, looking forward, however, to a full season this year, hopefully of full-capacity crowds. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting season given all the uh, events of 2020. Joining me on the show tonight will be Andrew Swain, now of uh, Channel 9 and Stan Sport, the home of rugby, and Mark Cashman from Rugby News, who's been doing plenty of uh, background information on all the teams competing in this year's Shoot Shield. Plenty to get through tonight. Thank you for tuning in. Hopefully got a few new listeners out there. Welcome back to Shootcast. Welcome to Shootcast, our first episode for 2021. I'm delighted to be joined on the show by two of uh, Club Rugby's most esteemed pundits, uh, first and foremost, I've got returning to the show this year, Andrew Swain, now of Channel 9, and Stan Rugby, the home of rugby. Uh, Swainy, how are you, mate? An esteemed pundit. That's very lovely and kind of you, Burjo, but I'm well, thank you, mate. Uh, nice to be back. Good to hear your voice, mate. Also joining tonight, uh, no stranger to the club rugby circle, has been covering the game for many, many years, uh, Mark Cashman from Rugby News. Casho, how are you, mate? I like the sound of that esteemed pundit too, uh, Burjo. So uh, good, good to be on board to uh, share a bit of knowledge about the the sexiest competition in rugby in the Southern Hemisphere. That's sexiest. There's a bit of a, a word for it. Sexy. I love it. Sexy. The sexy shoot shield. Casher, this must be your first podcast since the Rugger Matrix days, mate. Can you confirm? Listen, I've uh, I've done some guest spots from uh, from time to time, but. Uh, Mate, uh, you know, I just didn't feel the need to uh, pull together a podcast during COVID-19, which just about every man and his dog did on a, on a number of subjects. Some good, some bad, some middling. This one was one of the better ones, Burjo, so well done. Oh, thanks, Cash. I took a punt, mate, but uh, I, knew, I did hear that you might have been starting one, so I got in there as quick as I could. But competition's a good thing. Uh, you used to do this podcast of a few better glass of red wine, mate. Is the, uh, is the rouge flowing tonight, or are you just having a cup of tea? No, I've had two Forex gold and uh, a uh, pad thai at the Foster Golf Club tonight. Uh, I'm coming to you from uh, the mid-north coast, so... Uh, yeah, listen, it's uh, it's it's a night of restrain. It's uh, it's a school night almost, except it's school holidays. He's coming in hot, Swaney. Yeah, fizzing. I love it. Right. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep the kids' Easter eggs away from me at the moment. There's a couple of small ones here, so if you hear some rustling, you know what's going on. But, Swaney, mate, um, it's been an enormous uh, off-season for you. You've started the new gig, uh, Channel 9 and Stan Rugby. We're so delighted that you've down your feet in rugby again. How's the whole experience going? And we're looking forward to uh, the coverage starting this weekend at the grassroots. Yeah, look, it's been absolutely brilliant. Uh, and, you know, I, I had 13 good years at, at Fox Sports and it was um, a wonderful time there. But it was also time for change for the sport of rugby, I think. And I feel like all the feedback that we've been getting around the coverage, around the fresh voices and faces um, has just been so positive. So it's been it's been a wonderful start to the year. Super Rugby AU, I feel like, has been a, a really good product this year. You know, there's there's a um, a lot of great performances across the board. The Waratahs struggling, obviously, but and we need to change that for sure. But mm. I feel like uh, you know, seeing the Reds flying, the Brumbies flying. Um, you know, I feel like every game that's been on free to air on Channel Nine has been a ripping game, had a good finish or, you know, had a lot of points in them as well. So, yeah, it's just been a really positive change. And I feel like rugby, uh, the vibe around it, a lot more people are talking about it. Um, you know, you, you go around and see billboards everywhere. On every bus stop, there's a home of rugby stand sport billboard. And it's just a, it's just a good vibe. Burjo, if I could come in at this sure. point. What, what you notice also is on Friday night, you, in past years, you'd be getting the, the stark difference between the game in New Zealand 
and what we're offering up here in Australia. And I, I, I think the gap has closed considerably. Some of that stuff we've had on Friday nights has been uh, certainly up, up to the standard what uh, what the Kiwis are sort of pumping out there. And it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be great to see what uh, what we do when we uh, head across the Tasman with the with the bubble announced today. Yeah, well, well, Casho, we'll know uh, for sure now. I mean, there was always a bit of doubt about whether the uh, bubble would open. I was certainly more on the uh, maybe the negative side, thinking it wouldn't happen. But sure enough, it has. So, uh, looks like uh, we're going to find out, as you say, how our time teams are going to cut the mustard against the, the Kiwi opposition. So that that is going to be. Very, very interesting indeed. Swaney, talk to us how the um, grassroots coverage is going to roll out. So we've got all games covered. Yeah, that's right. So every game from uh, the Shoot Shield and every game from the Hospitals Cup in Brisbane as well. Um, So, you know, no less than 10 games a weekend of club rugby, all live, all uh, on stand and all being um, broadcast with commentary and... Um, you know, various different levels of, of camera coverage, obviously. But, um, yeah, you're going to be able to watch your team every weekend live on stand. And then as the, the season progresses and it gets closer to the end of the season, um, nine's going to jump in as well and you'll be able to watch, uh, you know, a select number of big games on, on nine and uh, then there'll be full coverage of the finals as well. So, uh, I feel like it's just a, a great um, exposure for the, the game of club rugby. I feel like it's needed this elevation for a very long time. And uh, the fact that you're going to be able to watch it for, um, you know, not much at all is uh, is really, really great. Ten games of club rugby all at the same time across the weekend. Um, you know, if you're a club rugby fan and you're sitting at a ground watching, you'll be able to see what's going on elsewhere as well. It's just a, it's a great... Um, a great setup that's going to happen, and uh, I hope that yeah, I hope that everyone gets around it. Yes, yeah, Wayne, it's a, it, it's going to be it's going to be great both Brisbane and and Sydney, but uh, shoot fans, which is uh, probably our, our our market here, is uh, four hundred and eighty minutes of shoot shield rugby every week. It's going to be uh, it's going to be fantastic. There's going to be there's generally been great games uh, every week, and uh, listen, I'm. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be uh, a few uh, a few shockers from from time to time, depending on who who you support. But uh, listen, it's there, it's out there, and it, it it's available to be uh, it's available to be uh, to be seen. Kasha, I would have counted you as a bit of a rusted on Foxtel man. Did you return the set top box down at the local post office, mate? You got the smart TV up and running. No, listen. I um, I um, uh, like uh, my uh, my rugby league and uh, a bit of AFL. So, listen, I'm I'm sort of hanging in there for, for the time, <laughs> but uh, uh, had to had to do a bit of a uh, a fix getting my not so smart TV to be smart by uh, by going through my little Apple TV box. So, uh, listen, it was it was a bit of a fix, but it's absolutely working a treat and. Uh, some of the things that I've really enjoyed about it have been some of those little highlights packages. You you, you can cruise through what's happening yeah. in Japan and also Super Rugby, both in Australia and New Zealand. And uh, you know you can you can come out looking an absolute genius uh, after only a couple of hours of work. Yeah, right at the tip of your fingertips. Uh, also, rugby fans have now had to adopt the wider stand package. Uh, I've been enjoying City on a Hill, Swaney. Any dramas catching your eye there on the uh, on the stand uh, stand smorgasbord of entertainment? You would say. So you mean other than the rugby? <laughs> yes, mate. Mate, Yellowstone is compelling viewing. I, I urge everyone out there who is listening to Shootcast at the moment, if you get Stan, get on to Yellowstone. It's unbelievable. I love it. There you go. There you go. That's a cowboy show. Mate, we could gas back for hours about the uh, the luxuries of of television, but we've got to get onto this because we've got round one coming at you very fast this Saturday. Um, we've got some excellent fixtures already um, lining up. We want to preview all the teams that make up our wonderful competition. That's all 13 are back uh, from last season, which is fantastic to hear. A uh, little bit of change at some clubs. We're going to talk about some of that, maybe some of the ins and outs, some of the coaching adjustments. Uh, but the best way to do it might just be to run through some of the fixtures. And given I get to host this lovely little chat we're having, I might start at Manly Oval. We've got the Marlins taking on the Premiers. 
Gordon uh, this coming Saturday at the Village Green. Uh, cricket only finished yesterday. The posts are due to go up tomorrow. Um, the, our second grade cricket side won the grand final, so it's a bit of good news for the area. So uh, rugby looking to hopefully follow suit. But uh, they don't come much bigger than a test against the Premiers, do they, Kasha? No, no, it's uh, it, it's going to be a hard ask for Manly. You know, they're they're obviously betting uh, down quite a quite a new looking uh, new new looking squad uh, this year. Uh, but uh, I spoke to uh, Matt McGoldrick early in the day, and uh, he was hopeful of having Sia uh, Tatala as uh, one of one of his starting props, which will be uh, fantastic. Obviously, teams are announced on uh, a bit a bit later in the week, but. Uh, I think you, you'll, you'll find some uh, regular guys there. Dennis Pilligatow at 13. Harry Emery's uh, back and fit. And uh, he'll, uh, he'll, uh, he'll give some people like George Noah, who's come down from Newcastle, a, a bit of a go and also a, a, a young number 10. And that, that was the, uh, the cursed jersey at uh, the Marlins last year, as uh, you would know, uh, Burjo. A guy called Ollie Horn's going to be there. Two years out of Colts and then went to Scotland and... Uh, is uh, is is back in Sydney and uh, apparently doing uh, doing good things according to Goldie. Yeah, caught a couple, a little bit of trial action. He's um, really impressive young kid. Spent a little time in the UK, has come back. Unfortunately, injuries hit James Omson again, um, which is disappointing. Might rule him out for up to ten weeks with a pectoral injury. So uh, not a not a great start there for Jimmy to the season. But as you say, it's a very very new look side. I don't think I've seen a more new look manly side in in over ten years. A lot of the you know older states on the side certainly very similar to Ringer, probably going through a generational change um, in terms of personnel so um, I got to say a little bit of the trials they had a reasonable hit out against East didn't go to particularly well against Ramick but as we know trials are mysterious beasts aren't they Swain it's hard to get a good reading until the footy starts oh absolutely and and you know I'm sure that the coaches you know there's quite a few wily foxes out there they'd be trialing different combinations and what have you um but yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like Goldie, what he sort of started to build last year, Matt McGoldrick at, at Manly, um, you know, by backing a lot of the local guys, um, that could you know that could very well come to fruition this year. You, you, there's probably it's probably a, a more than a two year plan, obviously, but um, you know, I, I I do like the fact that he's investing in uh, the local area. And uh, and that's long may that continue. Not not to say that he hasn't brought a few, um, you know, guys in from from outside the area. Um, but you know that's and that'll probably help bolster the the stocks a little bit. But yeah, I um I, I do like seeing a, a local guy um, coaching the local team and investing in the local area. One of the great things that Goldie said to me, guys, was that. Uh, a guy like Co has uh, has been at training every night. You know, uh, he's uh, he's 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 doing his job at the Tars during the day and comes down to Curl Park and uh, says good day to the boys and uh, does a bit of a few extras there. And uh, I think Mac Doug's, Max Douglas is uh, who who made a, a very impressive uh, Super Rugby debut mm-hmm. uh, last weekend against the Brumbies is uh, also in, in in that same boat. So. Good to see those blokes. It's taken the, to, taken guys a couple of years to get up to that level, but uh, you know they uh, they don't leave behind their history, and that's great. Yeah, no, there's certainly it's good to see a lot of uh, well, not a lot, but a number of manly guys now making to that Waratah side, which we haven't had for a while. So um, Dave Parecki's obviously come back, and seemingly in Dave Rennie's plans as well. So good to see maybe some Super Rugby experience will hopefully come to the side at the back end of the year because manly will be. One of the many teams looking to be playing finals footy this year, having missed out last season. Uh, Gordon, well, the, the most notable change there, of course, is the uh, departure of Darren Coleman, who's obviously in uh, Los Angeles at the moment, the Major League Rugby, uh, with his assistant coach Brian Melrose, former Manly coach, of course. Um, but uh, Billy's going to have a, a good side at his disposal, but they've certainly had some big outs, haven't they, Kasha? Oh, I certainly have. Uh, you know, obviously Darren took... Uh, Took quite quite a quite a few of that uh, that group to uh, with him to uh, to the MLR and uh, and, uh, and 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 also that uh, uh, the uh, uh, what was it the uh, the uh, LA Giltinas. So you know they've they've had a two and O start, but uh, yeah, listen, it's uh, it's uh, guys like Rodney Iona aren't there. Charlie Abel's also over there. 
Dom Hardman's not not about. Jack Dempsey's what won't be available at this stage. Obviously Harris Harrison uh, Goddard, Tatalati Sasu uh, Tassi oh, is yeah. uh, is not there. He's headed back to Queensland and, and Jalen Graham. So mm. listen, there's uh, there's there's quite a turnover there, but uh, particularly in in the backline. But uh, from what I saw in that Australian Club Championship game, listen. Uh, Gordon under Billy are, are going to be pretty much the same, but just a little bit different. You know, they're probably not going to be as uh, pragmatic as last year's side. Uh, you know, they've got uh, they've got uh, uh, Reese McDonald at number ten, who who loves to uh, uh, you know who loves a flat back line, and and will add certainly a lot of energy there. But uh, listen, they'll be uh, they'll be there or thereabouts. I think. Yeah, they've got a massive pack, don't they? That was the. The big takeout from that Australian Club Championship game. They've got a really big, tight five. Probably, probably not super mobile, but then you've got guys like Luff, Silk, and, and Goddard in the back row, and that's going to where they, that's going to be where they're going to win games this year, I think. Gordon, um, last year it was the the flashy backs, and they had the Ken Catchpole medalist with Vailanu. Um, a lot of those guys are gone, so they're going to have to rely heavily on their their massive um, pack and their really uh, quality back row to win games this year, I think. You mentioned Tommy Silk there. I think he's he's capable of uh, stepping up up to the next level. He just needs a a, a, a bit of a run at the right time. And listen, he, uh, he he could be contributing to a Super Rugby outfit at some stage. Good player, Silk. It'd be interesting with Billy because obviously he was assistant coach Darren last year. Billy's uh, obviously having worked with him quite closely at Manly, um, always had a great pedigree in terms of attacking rugby. So, you know, he had uh, very good personality though in that regard because Iona was just sensational at times last year with their variety in attack. But noticeably in that club championship game, they're still very... Very good defensive side and and good at the breakdown. I mean, I can't say they were the better side, but for much parts, I think they'll be kicking themselves in that club championship side. They let a lot of opportunities slip, but it just looked like a typical pre-season game, didn't it? Definitely, Virgil. All right. Well, uh, we'll move on to the next match um, over at university, the magnificent university study over there, the number two. Um, Was it number one? I've got confused. Was number two the old grand? Well, number one is the upper yeah, ground, yeah. but they're, yeah, they're yeah. playing on number two, but they call it Sydney University football ground now, I believe. The birthplace of Australian rugby. Next now, to the birthplace of Australian rugby. It's just yeah. moved. It's just sort of moved spiritually, hasn't it? I don't know. Yeah. Look, anyway, <laughs> somewhere on campus, university taking on the wildfires. Now, again, a little bit like Gordon, the big changes I see are in the coaching box. Rob Taylor has returned. He is ably assisted by Phil Blake, uh, Laurie Weeks, and some incredible lower-grade um, coaching announcements too. But, geez, that's, a, that's an impressive uh, coaching roster to get the students back to where they need to be, isn't it? Certainly is, Burjo. And, uh, you know, like there's a few outs there. James Kane, yeah. Ollie Atkins uh, across to the uh, the UK, Tommy Robinson, as we know, over in the uh, over the uh, the Western Force, but they've they've picked up a, a good uh, a good forward from uh, Western Brisbane, Will Dearden. So uh, Will Will McDonald's uh, another guy, good uh, good centre there, who's uh, who's been playing pretty good yeah. shoot shield footy for the for the past couple of years. He's uh, he's having a a sabbatical at, at at this particular stage. But uh, mm. listen, from what I'm hearing. Uh, uh, Rob Taylor's been really tipping the work in, in, into these guys. They've been they've been having four or five six hour sessions most Saturdays, so they've uh, they, they've really put in the work because uh, I, th- I think they just felt they were a bit flaky last year, particularly at, at the end there that game against Northern Suburbs in the first week of the finals. That was there for for, for the taking, but uh, you know they they just did a lot of ununi type things, and uh, I'm sure that's going to change. I'm I'm sure as uh, as uh, Rob told Rugby News earlier this week uh, or last week, I think it was that uh, they're going to set their standards and uh, and hopefully uh, do better than that. Mate, never mind Rob Taylor. If you've ever done a preseason under Phil Blake, you've, 
you've known you've lived the life, crikey, one of the most intensive trainers that I've ever certainly come across. But it's it's an impressive, uh, the way that universities are able to retain talent, particularly in their coaching rate. If you look down the list of coaches, Taylor, Laurie Weeks, obviously former Wallaby and, and long-time Super Rugby player. Phil Blake has had an extensive year um, in the UK. They've got Gareth Hardy and Mitch Inman in second grade. Uh, they've also got Tom Cooligan, Peter Playford, Audi King, who's played a thousand fourth grade games. They've also got Dean Mum as a specialist line out coach. It's just, just that's the kind of pedigree that it's going to get uni. You'd think back to the top, despite the change in personality and personnel, rather, uh, Swaney. Yeah, oh, look, the IP amongst all those names there is, and, and the rugby intelligence amongst all those names that you just mentioned is, you know, worth its weight in gold. And uh, I'm sure that, yeah. They're just they're just such a quality outfit, aren't they? University Robert Taylor, having spent you know a, a year in Leicester, um, comes back with a pr- bit of professionalism uh, under his belt. Not that he wasn't a professional before, but you know just gets a different perspective on the game, um, and and now um, gets to uh, you know reflect that into into his um, into his university team again. And uh, look, I think it's uh, it's it's unis for the taking this year once again. Boys, if 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 you could indulge me just for a, a wee story about Phil Blake, uh, when he was with the Wallabies, the uh, the Wallabies used to have a uh, a five buck in uh, uh, sort of like a jackpot, and the idea was Blakey's Blakey's very um, oh let let's say he just lets the language get 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 away with things, mm-hmm. and the idea was during his uh, his pre training sessions was to tip the number of times Blakey dropped the F-bomb through the, uh, through, through the team meeting. And uh, the winner of that, uh, the winner of that uh, picked up the, uh, the five bucks from, from 30 blokes, which was, uh, which, which was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so that, good. Uh, that makes a lot of sense, to be honest. Now, the students uh, will be hosting the Wildfires, Newcastle, um, there's been a lot of talk about Newcastle in the off-season, hearing they've recruited up a storm, but I also note they've they've lost quite a few, so maybe that'll even itself out, but I'm hearing they've recruited quite a bit of quality. And, uh, look, if Scott Coleman's got, you know, the ambition that runs through that family, uh, they, they might be something to, to be really be wary of. There's a, there's, there's a little WhatsApp group of the uh, a group of coaches. I think it, uh, it involves Scotty Coleman. I, I think uh, his brother Darren was involved. I think Mike Riven from, uh, from Warringah was involved. Paulie Taumorpio from East. And, uh, um, you know, they, uh, they, 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 they sort of share ideas and pick each other up when, when things aren't going too well, which uh, happens quite often in the, in the coaching game. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, Darren was known as Moneybags Coleman because he could find money at rugby clubs that uh, that wasn't there in uh, in you know to the to, to the naked eye. And uh, apparently, Scott's taken over that mantle of, of being the uh, the Moneybags Coleman. <laughs> all, all all the other coaches said, uh, "Oh, listen, we just got rid of one Moneybags Coleman," and and, and along comes Scott with. Uh, with uh, you know a, a, a big recruiting budget, so well, it's an important good, good luck skill. to the wildfires. I I hope it's I hope it's a an experiment that uh, that gets the game really going up there, and uh, a, a lot of the players won't have to come to Sydney to play in the Shoot Shield or be noticed for Super Rugby uh, contracts. Are you calling Casho mm. that Newcastle the Real Madrid of the Shoot Shield? Is that what you're saying? I think at the end of the day, yes, I think we could say that's why. It's interesting. I I know they've, um, you know, certainly brought all these talent in, but they have done a lot of hard work on their Colts program because I've seen a lot of, obviously, players coming in from from the Newcastle Hunter region into Sydney clubs at a young age. But seemingly um, Scott Coleman and the the rest of the club there are making a real real effort to keep their talent. And look, this is the first time as well that, um, you know, they've actually had a proper pre-season. Last year was very rushed for them, wasn't it? They were kind of mm. rushed into the comp last minute. Um, had to pull together a bunch of guys. Now they've they've had a you know albeit a shortened season, but they've had a season in shoot shield. Now they know what to expect, um, and they've been able to prepare accordingly. So I definitely feel like you'll see a much improved Newcastle Wildfire this year. And 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 if if you look at their games, they're 
they're very competitive, uh, you know, for, for just about 60, 70 minutes in the, in most of the encounters. And when when you consider they had, as you said, Swaney, they they had a four week lead in to the uh, to the to the start of the shoot shield last year, so they they did amazingly well to get as as as, as far as they did last year. So uh, yeah, uh, all the coaches that we've done through rugby news, uh, you know, they've sort of noted that. Uh, the wildfires are, are going to be that team you're going to have to watch. The Galacticos, we'll call them. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's head over to the eastern suburbs, a team that has been really at the forefront of the top pointy end of the competition the last few years, but certainly hunting for some of that success. We've got the Beasties taking on Southern Districts. One of the more prominent um, ends I've noticed is Rowan Saifaloi, who's come back from I think some time in Brisbane. But yeah, he's played for he, brothers he, up there in Brizzy. Yeah, fantastic five eight, and I think that's a wonderful get um, from Paulie Arcy. So, um, Cash, you got any more detail around that move? Well, listen, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Rowan just wanted to come back down here mm. and try and win himself a comp. That's that's one of the things he. Uh, he really hasn't done. When when I actually spoke to him, he said, "Listen, you know, like, um, you know, listen, I I, I want to come down here. I, I want to lead, uh, be a leader at uh, at uh, at Wallara Oval, yeah. but uh, lead not just by talking. Lead lead by sort of showing the way and and bringing through the next crop of uh, of tens there. But uh, listen, he's uh, he, he's a very experienced player. Has uh, has been on two of the Mano Samoan side through." Uh, through through the UK and uh, learn a lot there and and Swaney you you you're being a brothers man uh, would know that he uh, he did some pretty good work up there in Brisbane over the last couple of years oh yeah they loved him up there um you know he was a, he won a comp didn't he yeah, did he win a comp I don't know if they won um they definitely went deep oh, into the finals yeah. up there but um yeah he he's he certainly uh yeah impressed in the in the blue and white butcher stripes up there um and yeah I reckon that's a massive pickup for uh. For beasties, Paulie, I think Paulie Tomopia, their, their coach now. I mean, this is the year for him, isn't it? Um, he's been there a couple of seasons now. Um, you know, they went deep last year, didn't quite get it done. Um, this is really the year now that they need to be, um, you know, pushing for that title. I feel like we've been saying that for a couple of seasons. So I, I just think. East, uh, they got the squad to do it. I, I think they they really need to break some ice at the end of the season, though. I don't think they've won a finals game for three years. I mean, they're always up the top with everyone's predictions at the start of the season, but I'm sure Paulie will be looking for some success come the pointy end. But you got to bear in mind, East are an incredibly strong club, so they're doing a lot of things right. To get you know, their, their Colts are into the grand finals every year, they've won a couple of second-grade premierships within the last three years, so... Uh, Paulie's overseeing a fantastically successful program, but I know he's just itching for some of that success um, in first grade. But it's just it can be can be difficult to find sometimes until you break that ice. Yeah, and Jack Grant yeah, doing really well with um, the Waratahs as well this year. Um, yeah, he I'm is. Sure he'll yeah. be back. Uh, you know, and, and getting his exposure at Super Rugby level, I reckon that experience will be huge for them. Huge. Yeah, and uh, with with Paulie, they they have tipped a lot of time into him. They uh, they sent him overseas at the uh, at, at the end of uh, twenty nineteen. So uh, and he, he he I think he spent time at Saracens and also in London Irish there. So listen, yeah. he's uh, he's becoming a very well rounded coach. And uh, listen, people, he's the type of coach people want to play for, and that's that's why three or four of those guys from the Western Sydney Two Blues. Walked in there, so that's uh, that's really added to the the size and bulk of their pack this year. So uh, yeah, listen, then and and when I spoke to Paulie, would have been a couple of weeks ago. Now he said uh, what they're concentrating at, at this stage is to uh, get out of the blocks nice and early because, as we know, over nineteen weeks, you can uh, uh, the uh, the early wins are uh, some of the better ones, aren't they? Yeah, and they'll be relying on a bit of talent coming back from the Waratahs, I would have thought. So uh, probably positioned well, and I think he's done the right thing by targeting players like Cypherloy to, to get them off to a flyer. Now, they're taking on Southern Districts, another ambitious club, certainly with an ambitious coach. Uh, Todd Loudon's second year at the helm there. Um, they'll be looking certainly uh, for finals football, I would have thought, uh, Swaney. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they pulled off some remarkable victories last year, didn't they? Southern Districts were, you know, they they that was the great enigma of the comp last year. I thought if they had a bit more consistency, they would have been playing finals. But um, that you know, one week they'd smash, um, you know, smash a team, or or you know, yeah. and the next week they'd come back and and wouldn't um. And and losing a game that you'd expect them to win, and then they you now they beat the rats up at Rat Park, one of the probably the most pulsating games of Shoot Shield last year. Yeah. Um, beat Uni, yeah, beat Uni, um, beat Randwick, uh, but then yeah, you know, I think they lost to Randwick um, at home, mm. didn't they? In a game that you thought they would have would have won. So yeah, it's mm. um, it, they're, they're an enigma. They need consistency now, and Todd Loudon's the type of guy that would be drilling that into them very early in the piece. What really crueled them during last year was that uh, that injury toll. Just about it, you know. You you, you speak to Todd uh, Sundays and Mondays of uh, of most weeks uh, while compiling the stuff for Rugby News, and uh, uh, just about every week he had a season-ending injury to uh, to one or other of his uh, first-grade starters, or or, uh, or or something that would uh, be career-ending. So. Uh, Listen, they've uh, they've got their fingers crossed because most of the injuries that they had last year weren't uh, weren't ones that you could you could uh, tweak your S and C program to uh, fix up the next year. But uh, listen, you know they've got some interesting guys come there. From uh, there's a couple of guys from uh, from New Zealand, a bloke called Josh Boxer, who's uh, who's in the Canterbury system. He's a he's a back rower and highly regarded there and there's also Brad Armstrong also across from New Zealand and a good halfback there, Carlos Price. So uh, keep an eye on those guys. Marcus Carboni has hung him up as well, which is, um, you know, that's a massive shame for them. He's been the the heart and soul of that place the last few years. Um, But so they, they probably need to start developing some leaders over there as well now. Yeah, he's been a fantastic club player for many years. He's had a couple of shocker injuries the last couple of seasons. But, um, yeah, congratulations to Marcus on an awesome career because he's been fantastic to watch for the neutral. And, uh, yeah, um, you know, big big boots to fill. All right, we'll um, head on over uh, to West Harbour taking on the Wicks. Mark Goodmanson back at the helm at the Pirates. Uh, I guess the big thing for Mark would be trying to retain as much as last year's roster as possible and uh, build on uh, build on that for this season. Hey, Casho. Yeah, that's uh, that's right. Listen, there, you know there there has been some leakage there, particularly to uh, to my club, uh, Northern Suburbs. James Turner's headed over there, as has um, as has uh, Josh Patero. So uh, listen, they they they've been. Uh, been mucked around uh, in in terms of uh, their their backline this year, but listen, uh, uh, Gutto's been able to uh, to hang on to uh, just about all of the pack from uh, from last year, and I think they're, uh, they're they're getting better. One of the big things about their preseason has been not so much the uh, the leaking of players to other clubs, but the fact that Stephen James has come to the club and he's working with them two nights a week. Mm. And uh, I was talking to their their new captain, Sonny Sedawala, and uh, he was saying that uh, the skill level of the entire club has just uh, gone through the roof with the work they're doing with with Stephen James and also their S&C guy, a bloke by the name of Clint Hill, who's done some work he's at, uh, at uh, East, Eastwood before. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, listen, they're... Uh, they're, uh, they're they're going to have a good scrum. They're going to have a a, a, a good line out. And listen, once the Tars season's finished, they also get that absolute manman, Carlo Tizano, on on their side. So mm. if not needed by the Wallabies, oh, that's yeah. great. Yet, I mean, he, he's been brilliant the last couple of years at junior level. Um, you know, he was he was unlucky. He was behind Fraser McRide at junior Wallabies level um, a couple of years seasons ago. Um, and but he he's an he's an angry angry young man on the footy field, isn't he? I love watching him get around. You almost you sort of you look at him and you're sort of reminded of Michael Checker a little bit, aren't you? Mm, he's pretty candid. He still came in and said he's going to try and take Hoops' jersey. But you got to have that ambition if you're going to be one of those top players. But I certainly like the look of him. But um, just back on West, you know, Goodo's one of the great club rugby guys. He's certainly lost a lot of players, but he's always positive and upbeat. And it's great to hear they're having a good preseason because if they can harness some of the 
you know, pure talent they've got uh, with some enterprising play and under the tutelage of someone like Stephen James. It could be exciting times for the Pirates. Yeah, they're always everyone's smoky, aren't they, West Harbour? Mm. You, you talk about smokies in the shoot shield or in club rugby in general. Everyone always mentions Wests um, and, you know, hopefully that they can harness a bit of that this year and, and they'll definitely upset some teams. They just need to do it consistently. Mate, ask any of the northern clubs. We don't like going west. Manly, Norse, Rats, we we don't like getting out of our bubble and we go out to uh, cold Concord. It's usually a tough day out there. There's been some upsets for the Marlins and the Shawmen over the years, haven't there, Casho? Oh, there has. Uh, you're like me, Burjo. Listen, we, uh, we we actually enjoyed lockdown on, on the northern beaches, didn't <laughs> exactly we? Exactly right, mate. Exactly right. Oh, well, uh, mate, they're up against Ramwick, guys. Uh, the Wicks played finals football last year, which was uh, an improvement on, on seasons gone. Uh, Benny McCormack's back at the helm, uh, seemingly doing a, a really good job. I, I got to see them in trial against the Marlins a couple of weeks ago. They were very impressive, very fit. They have lost a number of their sevens guys, which will be focusing on the Olympics now, which will probably, you know, have a bit of an impact. But um, I expect Ramick to be close to the mix, given the strength of their program through Colts and, and the overall system. Yeah, they were they were uh, brilliant. The sevens players for them last year, weren't they? Um, so that's a shame that they they've sort of gotten moving. But I mean, um, you know, Isaiah Parisi for one, he's he's a guy who's. Um, probably going to play for them late in the season, come back from Waratahs. Mate, um, he's a Wallaby. Sorry, I reckon he's a Wallaby. Yeah, I reckon he's a Wallaby. Oh, I reckon he's a Wallaby for sure. Whoa, I reckon he's, he's, a, he's a Mack truck, mate. He's unreal. He's I, good. I, he's good. He's I, been, he's I been mean, one of the bright sparks in that Waratahs team, hasn't he? I think so. Kasha, what do you reckon about Parisi? You reckon he could go in the goal? Oh, listen, listen. If he, uh, if, if he learns how to can uh, – Control the ball a bit, and he's tempered. Uh, he, he can go there. Listen, he's uh, he's in that mould of Hunter Hunter Pasini, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is. I think they're very similar players. Oh well, maybe maybe I've shot the gun early. I just I just like what I see. Maybe he's standing out in what's been you know underperforming team so far. But uh, anyway, as you say, Swaney, if he plays for Ramwick, you wouldn't want to come up to him at club level. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, and the other name I saw in there, another under twenties from from that. 2019 team, which was uh, so brilliant. Michael Wood made his debut for the Waratahs on the weekend, just gone. This guy's a big, mobile, um, you know, lump of a lad, can play he second row, good. back row. Yeah. yeah, really good player on the weekend, I thought. Yeah, yeah, he was he was outstanding. Um, off, I think he came off the bench for um, the Waratahs in, in that close loss to the Brumbies. So when, when he gets a chance to go back and, and play in the green, um, you know, for the Galloping Greens, I think I think that'll be a really big in for them as well. Um, you know, they they need good tight five forwards over at Randwick. Uh, he's definitely one to watch. The the two big outs in uh, in, in my mind at Coogee Oval are uh, the second rower Nathan Denholt, yep. uh, who was the best line out forward in the Shoot Shield uh, last year, and Christian Porter and the young back rower, both uh, both in a, in LA with. Uh, with Hoylesey and um, and uh, Darren Coleman and Adam Fry, the GM over there. So uh, yeah, but the ins there, the big one in my mind is uh, the, uh, the the former Hurricanes uh, back, uh, Chris Eaves. He's uh, he's uh, he runs hard and he hits hard. So uh, and uh, apparently has been making an impression in the trials. Did you actually see him um, at Latham Park that day? Burjo? There was certainly a 13 that was causing us all sorts of grief down our outside channel, so probably did. I, I was a bit uh, – there wasn't many team sheets made out there at Latham Park. I was watching my <laughs> five-year-old son kick the soccer ball in the in goals, uh, just making sure he wasn't getting crushed. But uh, Ramick ran in a few tries, so I dare say he was in and around my general vicinity, mate. But, um, yeah, look, I thought they looked very good at the trial, very fit, very quick. So we'll see how they start the season um, on Saturday. We'll move across uh, to the foot of the mountains uh, where the Penrith Emus are back in action, taking on Northern Suburbs. Uh, John Muggleton, again, uh, back at the helm this year. Um, he tried to bring in a lot of steel last year to the Emus. They were very competitive with teams for at least a half a footy and then sadly fell away in a lot of games. I think that's something he'll be looking to to uh, correct this year, hey, Swaney? Oh, definitely. Um, you know, the, just, a, just a little bit of... Um, you know, fight from the from the side, and, and you saw that at times last year with 
with the uh, with the emus. Um, you know they they've got a, a, a great recruit in uh, Andy Fiangatusa, um, who you know will be their captain this year. And I, I heard him speak actually at the um, at the Shoot Shield launch at Charter Hall last week. Um, and you know it just having someone with his professionalism uh, in the in the club, um, it's the he's the type of guy who will attract. Other players. He's he's a former league player. Uh, played for mm. West Tigers. Tigers, yeah, yeah. Um, and someone with his professionalism. He he said that he he actually you know he's played both codes now, and he actually loved the physicality, loved the um, the culture around rugby as well. So hopefully he can spread the gospel up there at the foot of the mountain. Well, yeah, boys. The uh, the Emus they they haven't won a game since twenty fourteen. So listen it. Uh, it must be a difficult club to uh, to play for, but uh, when I spoke to Muggo a couple of weeks back, he's uh, oh listen, he's he's pretty stoic about it. You know, training numbers haven't been great, and they uh, they they didn't have a good uh, a good trial against Southern Districts a, oh, a couple of weekends ago. So uh, it's it's going to be a tough go. But uh, listen, if if they could hang in for another year or two and uh, get a little bit of help along the way, maybe get a few wins. They've got, they've got some very good Colts coming through the system. I think they won the under-17 uh, state championships uh, uh, in 2019, I think. And, uh, yeah, they're, uh, they've sort of stayed together and uh, are playing in, in Colts this year. No problems with Colts at, uh, at Penrith. But, uh, yeah, listen, if uh, some of those boys can come through, I think uh, – I think that uh, Penrith, rather than being a problem, might be a bit of a goldmine uh, a couple of years down the track. Let's hope so, eh? Yeah, I think so. And it's kind of beautiful uh, this year that their, their one goal really is to just get a win. And it wouldn't it be nice for the competition if they if they just clocked up a W and hopefully a few people there on site to, to see that. Right, yeah, we're all pulling for them, that's for sure. I mean, you know, when they were kicked out of the comp a couple of years ago, it was a, it was a sad day for, for Shoot Shield, so... Glad that uh, you know they can be still be part of this competition and and feed us some emu burgers as well. Actually, Swaney, one of one of the things about the uh, about the stand coverage just being so all across the competition means that uh, as as I said earlier in the podcast, you, you you're going to see the uh, the happy days and maybe some of the sad days. But you know, listen, if that. Uh, if that helps rugby out in, in the foot of mountains, uh, so be it. Yeah, definitely. That's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kasha, you'd be able to give us the complete rundown of the next team that the Emus are up against. It's your beloved Shawman, Northern Suburbs, mate. They had a great year last year, I thought. I mean, they would have liked to have made the grand final and it was a very, very tight semi-final. Um, but they seem to have a really good season, a harmonious squad uh, with a really good blend of players. And seemingly, if you're looking at, um, you know, across their ins and outs, they should reasonably look pretty similar um, this year. Yeah, and uh, I, I spoke to Zach Beer, the, the head coach, earlier today who who um, who got kicked upstairs when Earl Var couldn't travel over from New Zealand uh, uh, this year. Zach's done a, a fantastic job pulling things together during, during COVID last year and... Uh, you know, was obviously a first grade coach in waiting, and, and is very highly regarded. But uh, what he was saying to me was, uh, he was having his first Tuesday when, uh, when, when you tell some of your players that uh, they're not going to be playing first grade this week. So, a uh, bit of a new experience there for uh, for Zach, but he's working his way through it. But uh, what they're going to be is is very similar to uh, to last year. I think uh, uh, they announced. Um, uh, Bury is their uh, their first grade skipper uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, uh, they've been lucky enough to uh, uh, retain Nathan Russell, who was heading to Japan as an in, uh, for an injury cover uh, uh, contract, but uh, COVID sort of brought that to uh, uh, to, to a stop. So that's their uh, their, their outside centre, and mm. uh, I think you'll find James Turner there, who's sort of come across. He'll he'll be on one of the wings, but it's. Uh, it's uh, it's very much a uh, same same for uh, Northern Suburbs uh, last year. They did pick up uh, a very good Newcastle second row, Jeremy Jeremy Burrell. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes. But uh, you know, listen, they're uh, 
they're, they're not going to be a big side, but they're going to move teams around. So, uh, you know, if you like Norse last year, you're going to like him even more this year. Good to have Zach Beer at the helm. It helps with that continuity as well, having all those same guys. They're not having to reinvent the program. There's a lot of the, you know, I was talking to him at the launch as well. A lot of the um, communication around what they're trying to do can stay very similar to how they've done things the last couple of years. And and you're right, having Bury and uh, Russell in the centres, they were really their backbone last year. I thought I thought they were the 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 catalyst for a lot of their great play. So to have those guys um, back in the in the back line again, uh, yeah, I, I I loved what I saw those blokes last year and and hopefully I'd, I'd like to see what um uh, what they can put on the plate again this year is um is yeah, and of course Agnes Sinclair's uh runs a runs a pretty good game and uh and uh Duffy at number nine's uh you know he's a he's a he's an energizer bunny that's uh that, that's for sure so uh listen they uh they, they they they've got a good line out if if their scrum if their scrum can Compete with some of the bigger sides. I think uh, you know they'll they'll be in this comp late. Is Max Beery back, Harry's brother? Yes. Listen, he uh, he had some preseason time with the uh, the Waratahs and has uh, has come back uh, really well. This is you you wouldn't believe it. This is only his second season of uh, of, uh, of of senior rugby, and he's just done so well. Yeah, he's right. uh, he's 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 an option for them as uh, first receiver at ten. Generally plays fifteen as uh, and is um, as has got the gas on the outside to uh, to burn blokes left, right, and centre. Yeah, well, they should be an exciting team. I agree. They played some really good rugby last year, so hopefully that continues. Um, and I got to look look at that James Turner at Kaima Sevens. Actually, he is quick, so uh, you know it could be on the end of a few tries this year. We'll move further afield to what I personally may have as early front runners this year, uh, Eastwood who will be taking on Parramatta. I really felt last year Woody's, um, you know, had a really good squad. I think Gordon would deserve a premiers last year, but I think Woody's might have the grip between the teeth and looking like they've done some good recruitment um, this season and, you know, looking at some of the, how, the, how the players are tracking at super level at Tane Head Med. Um, I think uh, Ben Batch's boys will be right in the mix again this year, Swaney. Oh, mate, like it was one scrum, wasn't it, that lost them the title last year? I think... They win that scrum down on the um, there on, on the Gordon line. Uh, you know the, the referee blew his whistle and put his arm up the other way. Um, I think that All penalty call that one wasn't it. It Jesus. was. It was such a cruel <laughs> blow. I reckon you, we'd be talking about the premiers this year if that was if that happened. Uh, you know, as 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 it went, the Highlanders got the penalty, got up the other end, scored a try to win the game. So. It was, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was one scrum, really. Um, and, you know, if Ben Batcher can continue with that kind of, um, w- with that kind of momentum uh, this year, keep, keep that momentum into the 2021, then, yeah, they're going to be a really hard side to beat. They always are, the Woodies, but, yeah, they, they so easily could have been the Premiers. Yeah, well, I spoke to Benny earlier this week, and uh, and he was saying that bitter taste from that grand final is uh, is still in their mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he he, he conceded that uh, Gordon were probably the the better team on the day, but uh, they had their chances. And uh, he was also talking about the uh, the blueprint that uh, that that they underwent with Tane Edmed last year, young twenty year old ten. Was was given the uh, the keys to that to that Eastwood side. Had a good solid twelve months in the shoot shield and uh, listen, he's, uh, he's he's going very very well at uh, at, at, at the Waratahs. And when and uh, if and when his uh, his opportunity comes up, I reckon he's going to take it. But uh, listen, uh, uh, Benny was saying that uh, Chris Bell will quickly slot in at number ten for Tane when uh, when he's not there and. Uh, he played fullback last year in the grand final, and uh, one of the more interesting names there is a bloke by the name of Harry Wilson, who uh, who will probably play uh, play fullback through throughout the twenty twenty one shoot shield season. Of course, uh, son of uh, son of uh, Wallaby skipper uh, David Wilson, mm. and uh, out of the King School. So uh, yeah, there's some uh, there's some there's some good kids there, and. They'll have some people returning from injury as well. 
Michael Ishley, who was probably one of the better back rowers in the uh, shoot shield during uh, last Great year's uh, sprint to the uh, grand final, and also Lachlan Shelley, who's a who's who's a winger. I was just going to say the future of Australian rugby with two Harry Wilsons, a Will Harris, and a Will Harrison running around. You, you're going to have to get your um, your, your mouth around that if you're a commentator. That that's tr- that's trouble right there. One player they'll miss the, uh, is uh, that Tim Anstey, who is just going like a house on fire for the force, uh, or also or already in the Wallaby extended squad. I see. Yeah, listen, it's uh, it's fantastic to see. And uh, Benny uh, Benny said to me that they've uh, they've they've got a guy who's who's been in the junior rep system for a couple of years, but has kept uh, picking up injuries. A bloke called Charlie Kale. He said he's. Six foot five and uh, well over a hundred uh, uh, kegs, and uh, is just about ready to go. He's coming off the back of two years of uh, pretty constant injury, so uh, been playing a bit of Colts for Eastwood and all that sort of stuff. But the uh, the, uh, the the bloke that they're going to field in the in the front row is a bloke called Lewis Panini, who uh, who played for the Canterbury Mitre Ten Cup last year and he's come over here and he has the best nickname in the shoot shield his name is doom doom panini so uh, uh I, I i can't think of a better one from that it, uh, it it comes from his time as a kid in the cook islands and he was the uh the, the the biggest kid on the block so they just used to call him doom he played four years of under-16 football from the time he was 12 right through the time he was 16 so mate i'm 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 licking my lips, waiting to see uh, Doom do his stuff. Swaney, that's a ripper, mate. Doom, I, I can't wait to hear your baritone yelling at Doom across the speaker, mate. Doom, how good! Doom. Yeah, that was a good video game back in the day. Great, great video game, and one of the greats. I still remember the I still remember the God Mode password. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, uh, well, it's, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's going to be an interesting season for the Woodies. I just think they're poised to really give it a shake and. Um, Lots of ambition at uh, Milner. Still at Milner, aren't they? Haven't moved yet, have they? No, I think it's slated for 2022. And there's uh, there's always a bit of Facebook group chatter yeah. about that, about the uh, the, uh, the the TG Milners and the uh, the people who want to head up to Castle Hill. But uh, listen, you've got to go where the money is and uh, and where the people are. So. Mm. Talking about a club going through um, a bit of change in terms of facility and, and an awesome site to the Shoot Shield, Parramatta uh, going through um, a redevelopment of the stadium there um, at Granville. Um, so that, that's that's wonderful news and, and obviously a bright spot, but they're taking on the Woods on Saturday. So the two Blues uh, with Joel Rivers still at the helm will be looking for, for improvement again, I would have thought, Casho. Yeah, 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 definitely. Obviously, uh you know they've uh, they've sort of bled a few players along the way. I think there was four or five that uh, walked over to East to uh, link up with Paulie Taumopia. But, uh, but yeah, listen, their uh, their main focus this year is to uh, is to get that new ground un- underway. And uh, I was talking to Craig Morgan, their GM, the other day, and uh, the his best part of the day is to go out there with his morning coffee and watch the grass grow. So mm. uh, what what they need to do before they play on it. Is for the roots to uh, get nice and deep, and uh, and uh, they'll uh, they'll they'll open it. I think sometime in June. It's going to be called, called the Eric Tweedale, the, uh, the Eric Eric Tweedale uh, Oval, and uh, of course Eric is our uh, our oldest Wallaby, and he'll uh, he'll turn one hundred uh, a bit later this year. So. Wow. Prop forward and uh, a champion bloke. Yeah. That's amazing for a prop forward from that era to to get to a hundred after uh, you know all the all the attrition he's been through. That's that's awesome, and hopefully he's there to, to see the stadium um, reopen because it'll be a proud day for the club. It's it's a bit of a, a tricky one. Um, obviously, the Western Sydney clubs are, are bleeding a lot of players, but I think it's important to note you know a lot of players are just sort of leaving on their own accord. But it's um, it's a problem, isn't it, Kasha? Oh, listen! It uh, it it definitely is. Uh, obviously, uh, players want to uh, be in an environment where um, you know where, where they're being well coached. And uh, not that I'm saying they're not well coached at uh, at uh, at West Harbour, but the you know, like uh, I, I I just get the feeling West Harbour on are, are on the verge of 
of something good over over the next couple of years. They've got some very good people involved off the field. I noticed Tafu Pilata now and Andrew Cox were made life members of the club just last week, and uh, you know they're they're still putting in. I think Taf and Andrew played. Uh, a lot of third or fourth grade uh, last year, so still still putting in and um, you know still trying to make it a uh, you know like a, a good high performance environment. And I think that uh, that uh, that facility that they're going to have at the Eric Tweedale Oval is going to uh, really bring bring them in and uh, make it a good good sort of gathering point there for uh, the community out there in um, in in, in that. Parramatta, Western Sydney area. Like yeah, Valley, it was always hard to go and win there, isn't it? Like hard place to go and win, Burjo. Mate, it is. I um, I've had a couple of uh, ordinary days out there myself in the lower grades. Um, now, one team that sits out this weekend with the bye is the mighty Warringah Rats, who um, came a little bit back down to earth after some of the. Uh, Better years in their history, um, obviously 2017, 18 and 19, making the grand finals for three straight years, sat out of the finals last year. Certainly the last couple of seasons have gone through huge generational change with, uh, with some you know, champion players uh, now retired, uh, you know, Hamish Angus, uh, uh, Sam Ward, Josh Holmes have, have now departed the club this year. So big change and, um, you know, but I, I still think that there's certainly some ambition this year and like a number of clubs, we'll be expecting to be playing finals footy, Casho. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I think Warringah might be one of, one of the big improvers. They were a, a little bit fragile in, in the front row department last year and, uh uh, from my conversations with uh, with Mike Riven, they've uh, they've now got four or five first grade quality pop props, and uh, uh, only in the past uh, week or so they've been able to uh, uh, get uh, Sam Needs back back in the tent, who was originally going to do a lot of work and uh, some playing up up at the Hunter Wildfires, but yep. uh, that deal didn't work out. He was trying to trying to buy some property up there, but. Uh, it wasn't what, uh, what 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 him and his family like. So you know they got Rory O'Connor and there's Sam Knees and about two or three other guys who are who are, who are good quality uh, uh, props there. So, but uh, you know, like uh, away from that, they're uh, they've uh, they've attracted Dean Blore who who played for Penrith uh, last year, a former leaguey who who did very well at uh, at number ten. He's gone to Rat Park to to, to do a bit of learning. So. Uh, and, and you know, then there's uh, Mar at fullback and uh, Tyson Davis in the centres. Listen, they'll they'll be very very solid. So they'll be very very solid. They've, uh, as you said, got uh, got the buy in round one. So they'll uh, they'll really hit hit the ground running in uh, in in week two against uh, who have they got here? Round we got Pitwater Rugby Park. That's going to be some initiation. I reckon Ben Mars, one of the one of the best players in the comp, and uh, he showed that last year. You know, in a team that was. Pretty inconsistent, um, but he is—he's definitely a talent. Um, you know, he's, he's one guy that could definitely slot in for higher honours at some point. Um, you know, with a, with a bit of backing and a bit of a bit of good coaching, he's—he's uh, he's definitely a guy that could definitely make the next step. Yeah, he's got the conundrum that uh, that they're facing though is uh, is um, is Mars' best spot at ten. Or is Mars best spot at fifteen? That's yeah. what Mike Rivens sort of like uh, mulling over at the moment. I, 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 I think myself that they should uh, they should bring this young Blore on and uh, play him ten, stick with him like uh, Batcher did with uh, with Tane Edmed and uh, and bring him along for the for the journey because that uh, that running game of Mar at the back there and listen he he, he can be first receiver through. through uh, throughout the game is uh, is absolutely sensational. Yeah, he's a really um, got a really unorthodox skill set. He was a good basketballer, um, and he's got if he, in Colts he used to play him in the lineout because um, he was just that good in the air. Um, he's but he's just he's deceptively quick. Keeps uh, sneaks in and around the ruck, and he's got an amazing offload. So he's just got a really unique skill set. And I agree with you, Casho. I think his position's more on the fringes at the back. So uh, I think his kicking game will be one that you know he obviously be 
would have put in a lot of work and they've made him captain. So, you know, put a bit of um, added pressure on him this year. Um, but I certainly it's probably now that he, he starts to step up and being one of the more consistent performers in the shoot shield. But, yeah, it could be exciting time for the Rats after, obviously, you know, big change. So uh be interesting to see how they get on in week two. So that's it, gents. We've had a pretty good roundup of where everyone's at, but we won't really know more until uh, we get into the action this Saturday. Absolutely. And then we watch all those highlight packages on uh, Stan Sportsway. Oh, mate, I'm going to be sitting there beavering away on the edit machine. I've got the uh, the, the tape out and the um, and the, the clippers. There'll be a lot of stuff in the cutting room floor, no doubt. But, um, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll, be, uh, I'll be watching every game every week, I reckon. On Stan Sport, and you know, for a, for a, as cheap as chips, you can um, catch every game of that, and the Hospitals Cup in Brisbane as well, which that also puts on some some wonderful footy. We should do Hospital Cast, I reckon, at some point. Um, Mate, that's just too much footy for me to watch. Will, will Stan roll out a mini match for the Shoot Shield pundits, mate? I, I don't know if that's in the uh, contract, but it would be nice just to get a little bite size each week because I've got so much content to watch, mate. I've got Disney Plus, I've got Stan, I've got Stan Sport, I've got KO, I've got Netflix. I mean, it's just bloody ridiculous. It's a very good question, Burge. I'm going to put it to the bosses and uh, and get back to you on that one question okay, I'll take that question with notice but um yeah it's uh it's a very good idea and look I'm sure that you'll get highlights if nothing else you'll just get um short highlights you probably won't get a mini match yet I don't think we'll okay. see where we'll see or oh, a bit of a tall order but uh Casho, Swaney, really appreciate it, boys. Casho, especially you, mate, for all the intel. I know you've been doing uh, wonderful coverage for Rugby News. Uh, if you haven't got your subscription yet, please do so. Get on to Rugby News um, and get subscribed. Lots of great content throughout the season. Um, and uh, Swaney, mate, looking forward to hearing your wonderful dulcet tones on the Super Rugby call this week. Where are we heading this week, mate? You, uh, you got a Super yeah, match? Yeah, down in Melbourne doing the Rebels v Force on Friday night, and then I'll be back in time to... Um, Tune in and uh, enjoy an afternoon of uh, club rugby and then into the big one, the Reds Brumbies, on Saturday night. So Big Shawnee will be calling that one uh, on Stan and Nine Gem. Um, so, yeah, it is it is this weekend. This is where the full smorgasbord hits your screens. Um, so make sure if you haven't got your Stan subscription as well, sign up because you'll get the value for money for sure. Beautiful. Thanks, all. Enjoy your footy. We'll catch you next week.